Welcome to Designed and Aligned. My name is Meredith Rawlings. I am a certified human design expert, ICF certified life coach, and high-level business coach. I created this podcast for the mission-driven entrepreneur who is ready to build a life and business on her terms. Together, we will unplug from the hustle-based way of living, let go of toxic overachievement, perfectionism, and scarcity, so that you can align with your unique energy signature, up-level in a major way, and extract every ounce of juicy joy from your life. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, I'm so excited to do another podcast today. You are here with Mari Lee and Meredith Rawlings. Woo! <laughs> We are doing a joint podcast today. Super excited to bring this to you. We're talking about human design, patterns, some different aspects of patterns that are in your life. We're talking about round two opening of our program, Entrepreneurial Freedom Accelerator. Lots of fun stuff going on. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I, I think we also realized that you've been on my podcast like three times because I get bored doing podcasts by myself. Yes. And so this will, I think, be my first appearance on yours. Yes, it will. Yeah. Especially because I haven't been doing mine as long. Well, yeah. I didn't so. realize I'd been doing mine for over a year, I think, because it's something that I don't do on a regular basis, which is part of my human design. <laughs> That's like the magic about your podcast yeah. though, is that when you do do it, it's a really intentional good episode because it's something you feel really called to yeah. podcast about. Yeah. I also have days where I'll record like three or four things in a row yeah. and then it'll be another two months before I feel like I really have something important to say again. That just happens. And I know from like talking to our past clients and stuff, they'll be like, Meredith always release a podcast on exactly what I need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Right when I need to hear it. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's part of why, and I'm just going to keep bringing this background to human design because that's, I think, where we're going to start out. That's why it's so important to know the mechanics of like how you work best so that you, it frees you from judging yourself if that's your process if you're not necessarily meant to be someone who's consistent. Some yeah. people are, some people aren't, and that's okay. A lot of people who are on listen to your podcast probably already know a little bit about what human design is, mm-hmm. but for everyone who doesn't know what human design is, everyone here, do you mind giving us a summary? Yeah. It is a system that was basically very similar to how Mari channels through the Akashic Records. This guy channeled this whole system from the powers that be, I guess. We don't really know where it, where it came from. But it basically gives you a blueprint of who you came into this world to be. So it brings together astrology, genetics, quantum mechanics, I Ching, Kabbalah system, the chakras, like a bunch of different stuff and rolls it all together. And... Um, just gives you, if you know how to interpret it, this is the way that you are meant to move through the world. This is your best 
way of communicating. This is how you can work best. This is you can look at what's your purpose. Why are you here? What are you here to learn? Because everybody has their own lessons that they're here to kind of figure out. It's part of why you came to play the game, I guess. And uh, so yeah, it's kind of I kind of use it as a hack. Also, this is really what I primarily use it for with my clients. Is let's see what condition patterns you are most susceptible to and that awareness allows you to understand the things that maybe you thought were part of your identity maybe aren't actually who you're supposed to be it's just what you picked up from your parents from society from school from whoever along the way and it helps you kind of peel back those layers and figure out, oh, this is who I actually am and I don't have to be a perfectionist, a super stressed control freak. I don't have to have anxiety. Um, ADHD is another one that's a really interesting thing to talk about because if you look at it from a human design standpoint, it's just a pattern. Like you were designed to have this type of brain function and so it doesn't have to be a hindrance. It's actually... A really good thing you just have to learn how to work it that's so interesting mm-hmm. that's a very controversial one but my mom has ADHD and a lot of my clients have ADHD and like most women don't find out that they have ADHD until they're adults because yeah it manifests differently and it, we're better at masking mm-hmm. this the I, I guess you call it symptoms I, I don't think my mother is one of those people. I don't. I don't know how she made it to fifty five before anyone was like, "Oh, hey, you have ADHD, like really bad." Um, but it's really interesting to to help figure out. There's a reason why you were given this uh, characteristic, if you will, and so if you can learn to work within it and use it as a strength rather than a crutch. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I have ADHD, so I can't focus. Like, no. And it's the same thing like, oh, I have anxiety, so I can't do this or I'm always going to feel like this. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you experience anxiety. It's not part of who you are. And that's such a good point. Like so many people use these labels that we put on ourselves as excuses. Yeah. Um, even saying like, oh, I'm an Aquarius. So that's just how I am. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. That doesn't mean that's just how you are. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it's the same thing with like depression and Mm -hmm. anxiety and OCD, ADHD, like all of these labels that we pick up and that people put on us. Mm -hmm. Um, people who in school, like as kids, people who are told like, oh, like, you're not smart or you don't belong in the smart class or, like, this is the class clown, they take on those identities because that's what they're told they're supposed to be. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about gifted and talented programs for kids Mm -hmm. because, again, I mean, our whole... I think the idea, like so many things, was a good idea, but the educational system does not value people who think differently yeah and so for example if you're somebody who has certain traits I can look in your human design and say oh you've got an open head and an open ajna you are gonna think less quote-unquote logically and linearly 
than other people. And our Western educational system makes you think in a process. And if you problem solve differently or you see things from a different perspective, people may pass you over Mm -hmm. or not have the patience to let you get through your process. Or, you know, a lot of those kids are smarter than their teachers. Yeah, and they're they're told you have to think this way. And so then it's really frustrating for them. Yeah, like I remember I'm I'm someone with the open head and open ajna. So it's it can be definitely like really frustrating when I've had teachers who are so even though we end up at the same place, they're like so mad that I didn't do it their specific way. Yeah. And it's that's just how like our school system is. Like you have to do it from here to here to here, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do it that way. Yeah, because it didn't make sense to you. No. And you I'm like, had... that's just stupid. Why would I do it that way yeah, when exactly. this way is easier? <laughs> exactly. And I was about to say, I had a classmate that was like that, and he would just look at a math problem, and I always remember it in terms of math because my brain does not do well with math. Yeah. I was always asking why in, like, calc. If you're like, why, though? Why but do I have to know Why? <laughs> no, but, like, where did this come from? Who made this up? Where? Why is there an E in this? And, like, because it's an imaginary number. I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and I was always asking for the meaning of things, and they did not like that in math. Okay. Makes sense why I ended up in this career track and not in mathematics. But, um, yeah, it was the same way. He would he would skip, like, five steps, Yeah. do one backwards, and then end up at the same spot. Yeah. And luckily, we had a couple of good teachers that, like, just let him do his thing. But I don't think that most kids are so lucky. Um, and we also had some shitty math teachers that he also had to deal with. But he ended up with some good ones um, once we got to high school. But anyway, it's tricky. And most people I talk to in that regard, by the time they're grown-ups, they've kind of figured out, like, oh, this is okay. And they don't have to overcompensate and, you know feel insecure about that anymore but I think it's a big issue for kids it really is and things like that can make them pick up other things that they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives like maybe then they'll think like oh well I'm not good at math for the rest of their life even though they really are or like they have a confidence issue or they just kind of like stop trying because they're never gonna be able to do it the right way Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's always interesting to see with clients how those things show up later in life. Yeah. And this is, I want to backtrack a little bit because we've mentioned like patterns and things like that several times. And what we're really talking about is subconscious thoughts, loops, patterns, beliefs. like beliefs. Just it's the way that your brain works underneath your thoughts like the conscious mind is like that iceberg infographic we've all seen your conscious mind is a very very small part of your brain's actual functioning and so underneath the actual thoughts that you have are all of these other things where you're you're breathing without thinking about it your heart is beating you're digesting things you're you know all of these things and a lot of the things that we do are run by that same loop that we're not thinking about. And so that's that's where you can consciously become aware of the things that you're doing that you aren't really thinking about, that you think are just second nature and this is just who I am. Maybe it's actually not who you are. And that's kind of what 
we're getting at. And I wanted to backtrack a little bit because we dove in really quick. <laughs> we did. We tend to do that. Yeah. That's okay. But if you hear anyone talking about subconscious programming, conditioning, patterns, limiting beliefs, like they're all talking about the same thing. It's all in the same vein. People just use a lot of different words based on. Yeah, like I tend to say limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. Meredith tends to use like conditioning. Conditioning or patterns, just patterns, because yeah. that's human design language. You yeah. know, everyone, they all, I think astrology probably has their own stuff that they talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's where I spend a lot of time with my clients because I can look in and say, hey, uh, do you feel like you're, you have a kind of, need to prove yourself to other people like do you think you have to be the best at things or do you need to constantly be getting more and more certifications or make a certain amount of money or whatever they're like yeah I do I'm like okay well that's because of this part of your design and that's not actually who you are you don't have to be that way so we can do the work of undoing all of that conditioning so that you're free from that I guess, impediment to your happiness. Because usually, like, all of these things are not things that really make us happy. Yes. And human design, it really teaches you so much about yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the best way for you to be making decisions and how you should be using your energy and all these different things that Meredith uses with her clients throughout her coaching and everything in order to ease these burdens on your life like yeah you know some people are like oh like I struggle to make decisions but really it's just because they're not following this their energy type and mm-hmm. how they should be making decisions yeah their authority mm-hmm. so they're like oh like I just always struggled with making decisions but like no 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 it's because you're making them the wrong way yeah so that's a really interesting point and I've um This is actually what I wrote my article for EMC about. I don't know if I told you that. Um, but So one of our other friends is starting an online magazine called uh, Enriched Members Club, which I highly recommend you guys go check out. We're both um, contributors to the magazine. Um, But yeah, so that was my first article. So I was like, what's the most important thing? Like, what's the thing that started changing things for me the most? I'm going to start out with that. (laughs) Just going to give them the good stuff immediately. And so... And this is also really helpful for people who are just getting into this whole like spiritual intuition kind of thing because it gives you a really kind of a tactical roadmap for what does my intuition sound like because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And so it gives a little bit of a different language, especially if you're someone like me who's like, I just want you to give me the process. I'll follow the process. Um, I don't like when people are just like, just feel it. Like, I don't know what that means. And I get really kind of hung up on that. And so your authority is your intuition in human design. So it's the way that your body speaks to you. So like Mari was saying, most of us agonize over the decision decisions we make and we think we need to make logical decisions. Well, nobody's actually designed to make logical decisions. Nobody's authority is their brain. So if you're making decisions in your brain, you're completely cut off from the knowing that your body has. Because your body is tapped into so many other factors that your brain is not available for. 
your higher self, the energy in the room, you know, like all of these different things. And so if you can learn to drop out of your head and into your body and into your authority, it will help you make much easier decisions. It's often very scary to do that, especially if you have people in your life who are like, well, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, cause it feels good. And I, that's what my gut's telling me. Like some people have gut feelings. Some people have, um, a sacral sound. Just like, uh-huh, uh-uh. Again, it's like right in the moment. Mari and I are people who want to take some time. Like some people it's two days. Some people it's a week. It just totally depends to make big decisions. Um, some people need to wait a whole lunar cycle to be able to kind of sample the energy and really feel into things. Um, and that's a super broad overview. But again, if you really want to read about it, I wrote an article and if you DM me, I'll just send it to you. Um, so yeah, it's, that is something that really, really changed things for me because it helped me not, a, not make emotional decisions, which I was never someone who thought I make emotional decisions. I'm so logical and I always make a pro con (laughs) list and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I would get swept up in like an emotional high and be like, hell yes, take my money. Like I'll do it. No problem. And then a month later realize it wasn't actually the correct place for me to be or coach to be invested in or what have you. And so that was where I really started to trust myself and let things be easier and not, again, not feed into that idea that I had of that I have anxiety. So I always take a really long time to make a decision and I don't ever know if it's the right one and I think about it for 72 hours straight and you know blah 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 so that is really freeing um as well for sure I mean for me having that knowledge like knowing that if I'm on a high and then it goes down and it's the complete opposite the next day that's just part of my process that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it's no Mm -hmm. um so that's that's been really nice, but at the same time, there's certain things like people who put deadlines on me and pressure on me for an answer. I can't do those. Yeah. That's just, if, if I have the pressure on me, I'm just gonna be like, no, that's a no. Yeah. Well, and that's again, like, this is a whole other conversation. It helps weed out people who aren't really the right people for you. Yes. Cause now and I haven't really had a situation like this since I really started living my design if I had someone a coach for example who said I need you to give me an answer before we get off the phone I need your credit card information or you're you're gonna miss out on the discount or whatever I would just say oh okay no problem good luck to you this isn't gonna work for me Because that's a sign to me that like, oh, they don't understand that some people may need time Mm -hmm. to process things and to decide if this is correct or not. And so it it helps automatically weed those people out. Yeah. And and like I said, I haven't even been in that situation since I started doing this. So it almost like automatically... Cut them out. Cut them out without me really even having to try. I liked what you said about the like even though if you're in your body and making decisions from your authority Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's gonna be easy right because I think a lot of people 
like a lot of clients get surprised sometimes when I'm like, I still struggle with that sometimes too. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that because you're listening to your intuition and do like listening to your highest self that it's easy or it's that not like I'm a not bolt of afraid lightning. of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I had a situation a couple of weeks ago where it was like I had to say no to something that would have been big bucks mm-hmm. and yes to something that was the complete opposite. But the yes felt so aligned to me and the no felt like so icky to me. Yeah. And that was really scary to me. That was like just as scary as saying yes to like a $20,000 program to me because I didn't want to say no to that. Yeah. But I knew that it was wrong for me and that if I would have done it, it would have felt so bad for me, so bad for my energy. It would have impacted my mindset a lot and it's... It's something that you just kind of get used to having to make those big decisions. And so even though it's still scary, you know that it's the right thing and that there's more payoff. So I guess you get more trust in it. Yeah, it's one of those things that you build the trust the more you do it. I mean, that's just listening to your intuition. The more you listen to it, the more you'll trust it. Right. And the louder it gets because you'll figure out your own nuances of what it feels like, what it sounds like, what, you know, all of these different things. And for some people, it's all about the environment that they're in. So if they're in the wrong place, literally, or around the wrong people, they're not going to be able to make correct decisions. It's going to be just like murky water and they won't be able to see through which is influenced by it basically yeah interesting and a lot of those people feel ill or not right if they're in the wrong place so it's just kind of and those that's a very that's like two percent of the population that really have to be in the right environment to make any decision but it's about having boundaries with people and being like if you if they set a meeting up some place where you're like, I don't like that place. I don't ever feel good when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Can we do it at this place instead? Having that confidence and self-assurance to ask for what you need is also, I mean, that's a huge thing. You know, it's a huge thing. And I just did something similar. I turned something down that on the surface or in the past, I would have immediately said yes to because... It was just something that I thought that I needed, but I said no because it's not, it felt icky. And it, it was like, this is going to, I know this is not, I've made this decision in the past. I know what it feels like and it's a no for me. So I had to turn it down. And it was still very scary even though I, I knew it was correct. And same with some of the really big investments and like big decisions that I've made. And it's not always about business. I mean, like you were there when my boyfriend asked me to move in with him last year. I had to take like two weeks to freak out about it. I had to let my brain freak out. And then I just, I had, that was like four days where I was just freaking out. (laughs) And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember how to make these decisions. Just give me a couple days. Asked my apartment for an extension on the deadline to tell them if I was moving out or not. Like I just set it up so that I had the time that I needed to get clarity on the issue. Yeah. And even when I had everyone saying, like, duh, you should move in with him. I don't even know why this is a question. I stuck to my guns and was like, no, I need to make this decision. And I appreciate your input, but I'm still going to make my own decision. 
I think with clients, what I've been running into, into a lot lately is their partners wanting them, not wanting them, but like encouraging them to do something that feels wrong to them mm. and they don't understand, like their partners don't understand why it feels icky to them. Like they just don't understand that something would feel icky. Yeah. Because I feel like for men it is a little different sometimes because they are more logical. Yeah, they naturally are more logical, but that also doesn't mean that they're meant to make those decisions solely based on logic. For sure. So... I mean, there's a lot of guys who are super sensitive. Totally, totally. And I would I would argue that a lot of men who are extremely logical are that way because they're very sensitive, mm-hmm. and that was not encouraged in them, didn't feel safe, what have you, and so they shut it off and became hyper-logical. 100%. I was that way too. I was, I've always been super emotional, super sensitive, and I was chastised for that as a child, even though I'm a girl, but my... My, my whole family is super sensitive and we all like sh- try and shut it down in each other instead of just recognizing like this whole family is super fucking sensitive. <laughs> Why don't we just let it ride yeah. and not be so worried about it? So I did the same thing. Like I became kind of cold and, you know, didn't let myself feel things, whatever. And just in the last like five or six years have I worked on backtracking and remembering oh, this is actually a superpower and it's also my job to be responsible for my emotions and not project them all over people because I also ran into trouble with that. So it's all really, really difficult. But going back to what you said about, you know, partners not getting it, you just, again, like it's about your own confidence and your own empowerment and having... And not being codependent in your relationship. Because I think a lot of people are very bothered if their partner does not get what they're doing or doesn't fully support it. Like, even if they say, you know, I support you and you do what you need to do, they're like, oh my God, but he doesn't think I should. And so I I shouldn't because it's going to draw a rift between us. That's codependency. Yeah. I think that's a very sneaky thing that people wouldn't really notice if they... And codependency is another pattern. Like, that's a conditioned pattern. So if you can watch out for it and notice, oh, hey, I'm being codependent right now. What do I actually need to do? What would I do if I was single? You know, kind of a scary question, but, you know, ask yourself. And then make your decision from there. And ultimately, if you're with the right person, they just want you to be happy. And they want you to be fulfilled. And they can have their own opinion, but they're not going to push it on you. Ideally. Ideally, yes. Yeah. And that's another hard that's another hard conversation to have with yourself. Like, if he's really not being supportive and he's really pushing you or she pushing you into something that you know is not right for you, they may not be the right person. And that's a whole other conversation. That. And Ooh, usually, let's not get into that today. You don't want to get into that? I don't no. want to get into it. I do. Oh, Lord. We can't. I'm just going to say one thing. Okay. Usually, if you're wondering if you should break up with them, you should. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I have occasionally <laughs> had people ask me that question um, mm-hmm. to ask in their Akashic Records. And I'm like, oh, Lord, why are you putting your relationship pressure on me? <laughs> oh. You had, like, your first... It was, like... 
multiple in a row when I first started doing yeah. it for other people. It was like people. H- high pressure immediately. Or like, should I take all of my life savings and a loan and open this brick and mortar store? And I'm like, I'm not answering these questions. Yeah. I'm not a psychic. I totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why a good coach is going to just help you get to the decision that's right for you. Yeah. So you should be guiding you, but yeah. not making the decisions for you. No. Just asking you questions to help you get there yourself. And, you know, I've had clients that were in super toxic relationships, not currently, but even if I know that and I can see that, I it's not my job to tell them, this is bad. This is not a good relationship. I mean, obviously, if someone's getting hit or something, that's different. But just someone who's icky for them, I can't say anything. I can just ask them questions and prompt them to do their own soul searching. And ultimately, they've all ended up breaking up with them, which is great. But if I had said, hey, you need to break up with him, that's not going to go over well. No. That's not my job. It's not my place. So, yeah. I mean, that's another cautionary tale. And, like, if you've got a coach who's telling you what to do consistently without... Or a therapist. Yeah, or a therapist. Or anybody. It's kind of a red flag. Oof. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Sorry about that tangent. Let's get into a new little subject here. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about human design. We've talked about how you use it with your clients to Mm -hmm. look at your different conditioning and patterns and stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's throw out there really quickly how we do this with Entrepreneurial Freedom Accelerator. Yeah. So Entrepreneurial Freedom Accelerator, EFA for short, is a joint program between Meredith and I. It's six months long. It is a very transformative container for people who want to experience this life coaching that is based off of their human design and mindset work, combining it with the Akashic Record quantum energy work that I do in order to really yourself and create this I don't even know it's I mean it's I would just say it's just a huge transformation like and it's individualized for that reason because whatever you need to get out of it you're going to get out of it yeah and so we've really created this so that it can be like this huge I always call it like I when I first started talking about this, I always like always was like, this is a powerhouse program. I don't yeah. know how else to describe I it. I had the word catapult come into my mind just yeah. now. <laughs> like it, because and this is this is why originally we we created it and why we've continued to open it up is because there are so many different different levels to your beingness. Your your brain, your emotions, your physical body, your energetic body, there's just so much going on. And so what we do is work together and combine our strengths and line all of that up so everyone's rowing in the same direction. Right now your brain may be rowing in this direction. I want more money. I want more money. I want more money. 
but there's something in your, you know, in your emotional backseat that's like, nope, you can't have any more money. You can't have it, can't have it, can't have it. So they're just going in a circle. They're going backwards. And so what we're doing is getting everyone to row in the same direction towards the whatever goal that you want, whether it's growing your business, um, you know, healing trauma, having a better relationship with yourself, having a better romantic relationship, all of the above. That's really what we're doing. And so we obviously help you create your goals. That's the first thing we do. Get everybody on board. Mari and I create a loose game plan. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a 90-minute human design strategy session with me where we go all through your design. What's your conditioning? What's your energy type? What's your authority? What are you ultimately here on this earth to do? Answer any questions that you have and then go over to Mari. And I do a energy alignment session, which means that I'm really prepping you for all of this transformation that's to come because we're clearing out all of these energies that have been like stuck in your aura and your chakras and in your physical body that have been just insanely impacting you. You may have picked them up um, from other people or other places or different things throughout your life. So I do this massive energy clearing initially and then we kind of spend part of the session as well working on some of your goals and see what comes up for you. It may be contracts that we have to um, remove or cords that we have to cut, um, limiting beliefs to heal, trauma to heal. There's all these different things that I do with clients. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) Sometimes we do soul retrievals. Like There's so many different aspects to the energy work. Um, And once you have these two calls and your strategy session where we make your goals... We're then, kind of priming you for the the meat of it. Yeah, then you really do a call with Meredith once a month and then call with me once a month. So you're getting two calls every month and you're doing the mindset coaching work with Meredith, again, based on your human design. Yeah, so that's where we're kind of unraveling everything that's going on with you, the stories you're telling yourself, the issues that you're having and getting everything kind of organized and figure out kind of what's at the bottom of all of this and then that way when you go see Mari she gets to use all of that time to just clear it clear it get rid of all of it on the energetic the mental emotional the physical levels and all of those different levels so that and then integrating new energy that is in align with your highest self and your goals so you Mm -hmm. can move forward instead of feeling like I'm not worthy or I'm, I'm an imposter or all these different mm-hmm. things, you can feel empowered and confident and free. Yeah. And then that will show up in your life. Yeah. So like one of our, one of our clients yesterday, I had a session with her. She came in off the bat saying imposter syndrome. That's what I'm struggling with. Well, by the end of the hour, it was a completely different thing that we had just gotten taken all of these layers out and, you know, asked all these questions. And she was like, oh man, I've been doing this to myself for the last 20 years. And it's actually this issue. And it's the same thing that's causing this and this and this. So now in her next session with Mari, we know she needs to go to this root cause instead of the surface level problem Mm -hmm. that she thought was the issue, but it's really not the issue. It's a symptom of the issue. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to have both 
types of coaching so that you're not just doing energy clearing on what you think is the problem, but you're doing energy clearing on what's the actual root cause of the problem. So it's way more efficient. We, so we opened up round one in like end of December, January mm-hmm. of this past year. New year, new you. Woohoo. <laughs> oh Lord. Honestly, all of the clients we worked with saw such crazy good results. Mm-hmm. One of them it's... literally said she felt like a goddess after one of her calls with Mari. Like, I feel like a goddess. That was what she said. Yeah. She, like, went and told her husband that. Yeah. That's like, awesome. Oh, I love I, it. I can't, like, that It might be my favorite testimonial ever. It was a good one. It's awesome. I mean, we had clients who had 40K sales week. We had clients week. who went... Sales week. week. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one hit her largest financial month ever. We had clients, and not just finances though, mm-hmm. so many like life-changing things, healing their relationship with their parents, not allowing um, people to cross boundaries with them to like effectively and accurately set healthy boundaries for mm-hmm. the first time ever. Um, people who had painful physical issues and symptoms gut issues and inflammation and all sorts of stuff totally gone totally gone that all came back to trauma um people we had i don't one or two clients who quit their jobs Mm -hmm. and found jobs that were amazing exactly what they were looking for Mm -hmm. and have continued to be so much better for their lives and Mm -hmm. what they want Mm mm-hmm Everyone went from like being in this stuck, anxious, stressed, worried place to a place of trust and surrender and freedom and joy. So, you know, like the 40K sales week is really flashy. Yeah. (laughs) But being able to be in that place of trust and surrender and joy is so much different and so impactful and underrated, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that's, it's difficult to market that because what everyone thinks they want is the 40k sales week but what they really want to feel is safe in their body and healthy and confident and you know empowered and all of these other things that come from having healthy boundaries understanding who you really are healing your trauma healing your trauma you know all of that stuff asking for what you want that's a big one Mm -hmm. that's communication Mm mm-hmm So if you are someone who feels stuck, unmotivated, like you are constantly forcing things or hitting burnout and you're frustrated. Or shiny object syndrome and you can't land on one thing. Yeah. It's a big one. Mm Self-sabotaging cycles. um, If you have trauma that you're ready to heal or you just know that you're supposed to be doing something more with your life. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a really good program for you. It's the program. It is. The program. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why we love it. It's been such a joy to see people make these huge discoveries about themselves and and transform and, you know, have it be a long-lasting thing. That's really the most important thing for us. So yeah, we don't want to give you something that's just going to work for you for a couple months. Or like just while you're working with us, we want to create that long-lasting change that mm-hmm. sticks with you. Yeah. 
So if you're interested, you can find out more at marilee.com slash EFA. And I'll also put links in show notes. You guys can find it really easy. There's tons of testimonials in there and all the information you need. And all y'all do is click the link and book a discovery call with us. So you'll just get on the phone with both of us for 20, 30 minutes. We'll figure out if you're a good fit and go from there. Yeah. Yep. So that is it about EFA. What else do we want to cover today? Well. Moments of silence. I think that was our goal is just human design and conditioning was a big one. Yeah. Did you have anything to say about victimhood, victim mentality? I think I'm going to do a whole podcast. I wondered about that. that. I was like, I feel like we could I get a lot explode. of questions I know. about it I on feel TikTok. Like, yeah. Like I have more videos on TikTok about that on anything else because so many people ask questions. Yeah. Well, you had that video go viral. So obviously yeah. it's a hot topic. <laughs> yeah. I think that needs to be its own episode. I'll, I'll just do a separate episode on that. But, you know... Spoiler alert, it's a pattern. It's it is. not your personality. <laughs> and we can also turn our labels into a victimization. Totally. That, and I, I kind of wanted to be super, super clear about that, but I think I got distracted. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I if, you, I if you're the person earlier, who but... says, I am anxious, I have anxiety, that's victim mentality. Yeah. So just be really aware of that because guaranteed you don't want to be a victim. You don't, nobody wants to be that person. And so just be really, really careful with the way that you speak about yourself. And I always have to say this whenever I, the word victim mentality and victimization comes into play. If you have been a victim, that is different. Yes. You can't have both. You can also have one without the other. Yes. So just know that we're like talking about victim mentality and victimization That's different than if you were a victim of a situation. Right. Which also needs to be addressed if the situation in question is still causing you pain and the repercussions from that, if it's still traumatizing you and shaping the way that you make decisions or live your life, that's that's a problem. And you deserve to heal from that and get help from that. Yes. So if you, and if that describes you, then you know, you're more than welcome to reach out to either or both of us about that and see what we can do to help. Yeah. So I think that's a very good, I'm glad that you mentioned that distinction. I always have to mention that. Otherwise people freak out. People get mad. (laughs) Yes. I am a victim. You don't know my life. Like, no, I don't, but... (laughs) I'm a victim too, guys. It's okay. Yeah. If anybody's qualified (laughs) to talk about everyone yelling at me about this. Uh, and internet, internet okay. people. So I think this is a good place to end it. Round two of EFA is open. Yes. So exciting. I'm not sure when we're going to close it yet, um, but reach out sooner rather than later. Yep. Because last time we had a couple people, we closed it and they missed out and they were like, oh, I didn't know you were going to close it. It's all over our social media. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith, do you have any last closing words where people can find you? Anything? Yeah, you guys can always find me on Instagram. I also have uh, TikTok, which actually now that I think of it, there's some more videos on TikTok that I don't put on Instagram because they're more fun, I think. 
Yeah. Instagram feels stuffy to me sometimes, but if you want to send me a message, Instagram's an easy place to do it. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Come, come chit chat, come hang out. Well, I hope you guys had fun today and let us know if you guys have anything to say, send us a message. Bye. <laughs>